0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Jones! Bowden! He's
1: got it! England have won
0: the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match.
1: Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Who'd be a prophet in this business? I've said that a few times, actually, on this podcast, I think. And looking at the way this game has unfolded, it's ebbed and flowed, it's the beauty of Test Cricket. But the upshot of it all is that England could win. And actually, to me, Simon, they should win. 61 required, five wickets in hand. Joe Root not out on 77. Obviously, the, the nervousness will be... That there isn't much of a tail, and I, I, you know, I go back to what we said in the preview. That could be a worry for England going forwards, and even tomorrow. But if this pair can see England close, folks and Root, then you feel that England have have stolen one, perhaps. What do you think?
0: Well, it's tantalisingly poised, isn't it? It's, it's been a beguiling, fascinating, almost frustrating game at times. I mean, England have been in great positions in about on about three occasions in the match. And yesterday it looked all over, didn't it? After New Zealand had that lead at the, at the close of play of 227 with six wickets in hand. you know, Another re- remarkable day's test cricket. Uh, test cricket is often more exciting when there's a bit in the pitch uh, for the bowlers. And, and this t- test match has been no different. I'm, I'm not going to predict he's going to win the game because I think, I think it's a it's a mugs game, isn't it? Trying to predict what's going to happen from mm. here after the, the test match we've seen. But I mean, clearly England do have a chance, don't they? I mean, and, and you're right. Root, absolutely magnificent. What what an innings that was. High-class innings, 77 not out.
1: And as long as he's there, England have got every chance of winning the game. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, we were saying, you know, perhaps before the, the test and even during the test that... Uh, the the innings of Rohit Sharma for India last year at Lords on a difficult first morning was exemplary and, and a masterclass in how to bat at Lords, and I think the same applies to especially Root and also to a electric extent Stokes, that you you know it, it Test cricket Test batting is hard, it's it it requires huge amounts of skill and discipline, and I just hope that. The, the talents that are the players like Zach Crawley and Ollie Pope really study the application, the discipline, the, uh, uh, the the understanding, I suppose, of what it takes to play an innings, to get to 77 not out route. He's been in, I don't know how long, four hours or something. You know, the, the dedication... 131 the balls, 259 minutes. Yeah. yeah, so that's over four hours. It, 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 it You know, the dedication required to... to to create an innings like that in those circumstances and against, you know, those bowlers. You know, Kyle Jameson, he looks to me, and I I watch him bowl, and I watch him bowl from side on, and, you know, he actually reminds me a little bit of of someone that, you know, some of our older listeners will remember, Garth LaRue, played for Sussex and Mm. South Africa. Huge, like an incredible hulk running into bowl. Garth LaRue was actually quicker than Kyle Jameson, but not as accurate and not as skillful. Kyle Jameson swings the ball both ways with control and and he keeps going. And in fact, he even gave up his IPL contract to focus on test cricket and his fitness and his ability to bowl long spells. You know, and he comes on first change after uh, Trent Bolton and, and Tim Southie. You know, these guys are highly skilled bowlers and to to nullify them and manage to score runs of them just requires... Incredibly high amounts of, of skill and discipline, which Root and, to a lesser extent, Stokes illustrated.
0: Root is 23 away from 100, 23 away from 10,000 runs in Test cricket, but I'd suggest England need more than 23 from him uh, tomorrow to win the game. I mean, it, m- it might not transpire like that. You know, They might find a hero elsewhere, folks, or or even Potts, who was bounced out in the first things. But yeah, it was just such a calm, assured innings from Joe Root. Um, what, What a frantic morning it was yours. I know you, mm, you, yeah. you watched it closely. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you talked about this last night, didn't you? And I was a bit sceptical. You say, well, you know, the new ball's available. Uh, d- different conditions tomorrow. England might skittle New Zealand. And they they had a bit of a hand from a man who had a dreadful day, didn't he? Colin de Grandom, who was run out for naught first ball. Takes a bit of doing that, doesn't it? Being being run out for naught first ball. And then, of course, he bowled Stokes off a of no ball, which is really costly. We, we thought that was game over. That would have been mm. uh, 76 for five. Stokes has walked walking off. He was halfway back and then we realised it was a no ball and then not long afterwards De Home went off injured and that was crucial I think because mm. you know well though Southie and Bolt and Jameson stuck at it they did tire and they had to do a lot of the burden they had to bowl 59 of the 65-0s well they didn't have to but that was how Williamson elected to do it and you can understand mm. why he did. And and so there was. I think they were quite glad to get off at the end. New Zealand with, with England still, you know, some way from victory, and New Zealand still with a chance of victory because they they can come back rejuvenated, uh, refreshed uh, tomorrow morning. Question is, w- will they get a, a second new ball? That they they might do, but it it might be, you know. A very few runs to win uh, when that happens, and it's 15 more overs uh, until the new ball. England needs 61 to win, so they score a four and over. Uh, we won't see a new ball, but if you know if they manage to restrict it and squeeze it, then they, they might get a new ball to you know bowl at at the tail, you know, possibly you know England with England seven eight down something like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean I, you know that's a good point you make about the new ball because uh, the, the, the recognition and the experience of Stokes and Root cannot be underestimated. Where they saw that sort of between 35 and 55 overs, That that's when the, the conditions are easier. Mm. But you've got to be positive because if you're not... And when I say positive, it doesn't mean reckless. It just means looking to score. And Root is particularly good at that. I think Stoke sometimes goes from one extreme to the other. But Root is very good at, at, at just kind of looking to work ones and twos and pulling the ball off short of a length to deep square leg. 4-1, keeping the shot down. It's a, a, a very high percentage shot. You know, it's a calculated risk. And it's important because that nudges England closer to the target and means that when they do, the New Zealanders do, if they can, claim the second new ball. There weren't many many runs required to win. Um, I mean, De Grando, (laughs) I feel a bit sorry for him, really, because you can sometimes, you know, you get hit on the pad and Mm. the first ball and you don't know where it's gone. And actually... Big LBW, show well. a big, big LBW shout as well. Big LBW shout. You've got Broad staring you down. You're looking at the umpire. And suddenly, from behind you, Ollie Pope, recognising the opportunism, throws down the stumps. And by the way, England, I think, have hit the stumps quite a lot in they this have. Test match yeah. relative to, to normal. And there was a, a shot to nothing, which rewarded them with a wicket. And then, of course, Broad, broad bursts through Jameson's uh, defences the next ball. So. That was three wickets in three balls, which really changed the game as much as Mitchell and Blundell changed the game with a very studious partnership on the second day. Broad changed the game with three wickets in three balls or two wickets and a run out in three balls in, on the third day. It was dramatic
0: cricket. Apparently, there are some <laughs> shots on social media of actually people asleep, three people asleep while well, well, that was happening after, you know, after the three wickets and three balls Good I mean, goodness knows how they managed that. They must have been partying long into the previous night. Um, mm. Anyway, that that's a sort of by-the-by. But, yeah, it was a dramatic moment in what's been a... You know, it's been quite... Um, a, it's a strange test match in a way. It, it's felt at times as if there's been a bit of low grade cricket, some low grade batting, and, and good positions frittered away. But it, what, it, what it's doing is building up to a, a really exciting climax. And, you know, there's not going to be a huge amount of cricket at Laws tomorrow, but if you have got a ticket uh, for the fourth day, you want to be there on time. And let's hope the weather plays ball. I mean, there might be some weather around in the morning, apparently, but there's, there's going to be enough. Uh, dry weather for uh, for you know mm. either side to to force a result. Uh, yeah. There may be some bad light. Right, I mean maybe we you know we have to start tomorrow with the lights on and and overcast conditions, which you know which will favour uh, New Zealand. And England will have to start again in the morning, but they've got the experience of of root and they've got uh, Ben folks there. How, how well did England bowl in the morning with that new ball? Uh, and how poorly or otherwise did New Zealand bat? I mean I mean there was strike me strikes me that. It strikes me there was some good bowling. I and mean, that ball that Anderson bowled to to Blundell to get him
1: out on 96 yeah. was an excellent delivery. Just nipped back down the slope. Yeah, magnificent ball. And uh, it, it was, you felt for for Tom Blundell, didn't you? But uh, yeah. in a way, it, it just worked against him, the whole situation. He lost the strike early on. Darrell Mitchell got his 100, deservedly. And then he got a good ball from Broad. Nick to Nick behind, that was mm. a classic broad dismissal from the nursery end. Very good at exploiting the second new ball or the first new ball uh, with that bit of movement that, that the slope can aid and just get the edge and uh, then it sort of opened the door and then Blundell didn't really have the strike for a while and there was that three wickets in, in three balls and suddenly Anderson just recognising the opportunity there and I think uh, you know perhaps a little bit of credit to to Brendan McCullum as well for managing to get that message across don't bowl for economy bowl for wickets bowl for wickets and that ball from Anderson and the ball from Broad to Mitchell as well just that little bit fuller of a length encouraging you know almost sort of forcing a shot and just finding that enough movement often you find interestingly that outswing bowlers nip the ball back if you study an outswing bowler's action in really really slow motion, they almost let go of it like an off break, and an inswing bowler lets go of it a bit like a leg break, and so typically an outswing bowler will tend to nip the ball back to the right-handers because it's a bit like an off break, and an inswing bowler will tend to bowl leg cutters because that's their their natural action. So it's a rather nice double act, really um, broad tending to bowl in-swingers that nip away and Anderson tending to ball out-swingers that occasionally nip back. That's another little kind of ingredient to why their partnership has worked so well. You know, 1,800-plus wickets amongst the four opening bowlers in this game, meaning playing against a new ball in this match, whether it's the first one or the second one, is a mugs game.
0: Yeah, tough, isn't it? On a
1: pitch that is offering a bit as well, and there's some swing
0: at Lord's. Just little moments in the days. I thought, uh, okay, to number 10, uh, Patel, I thought he played a really poor shot. He had a huge wipe at Mm. Potts. And it flicked. He missed it, and it flicked his pad, and he was given out LBW. I thought he could have played for Southie because uh, he, he was he was being quite gritty. It, it just it was just a wicket that was uh, frittered away. And then another thing I thought was interesting as well is that England brought on Parkinson. I, I, my mind went back to the Shami Bumrah uh, partnership against uh, India. The, uh, India produced last summer at Lord's, which changed the the dynamic of the game on the last day when they were thrashing and scything and inside edging and occasionally hitting some magnificent shots. But England sort of chose to do it a bit differently. and They, they brought on Parkinson, who didn't have a great day yesterday. And you, you were commenting on the fact, you know, he needs to bowl quicker and or change his action, all sorts of things. But actually a good moment for him, because he, mm. he, he was prepared to just toss it up to, to Southie and tempt him. And, a, you know, a, a good wicket to get. I mean, Southie... You know, if Southie can bat for half an hour, he's very dangerous, and he could have added another twenty or thirty the way he plays. They they nipped him in the bud for for twenty one. It was Parkinson that got him, and not, you know, a nice lift for him it, it, actually to contribute and take a wicket. And I wonder how he's going to f- sleep tonight because he, he might be contemplating the fact he he, he could come out you know at nine down tomorrow with three to win or, so, or or something like that. But you know, at least he sort of he, he's made a, a significant contribution to the game because that was that was actually quite an important wicket to get rid of uh, Tim Southey.
1: Yeah, and I, I was listening to Mark Taylor on commentary on Sky today uh, a bit and he was quite complimentary about Stokes' use of Parkinson because, obviously, it's it, it, it interesting listening to Taylor use use of spinners because, mm. of course, he played with Shane Warne for so long and today was the anniversary of the ball of the century. Uh, we, we tried one in our street party today, uh, which is on social media. It's not. A particularly good example. It wasn't me bowling, by the way, or batting. Right. Thank God, uh, but uh, we we had a go in, in our street party. A few uh, little moments to try and contribute uh, to to Warren's amazing ball to Mike Adding uh, in 1993, uh, and and I, it was it was good to see. As Mark Taylor said, Stokes used Parkinson quite intelligently. On the second day, and gave him quite a decent spell. It wasn't just the one over before T. it was a few overs, and he used him at different ends. And then having the imagination to bring him on today with the last pair together, and you know that could have gone horribly wrong. South he could have clobbered him for a couple of big sixes, and he could have bowled yeah. a full toss and a long op and things. But actually, to his credit, he held his his opportunity there and, and got that last wicket. So. Well done to, to Stokes and to England and to Parkinson, of course. And, well, wouldn't it be a, a brilliant kind of uh, end-chapter climax to the game if he comes in with three to win? Yeah. Uh, so New Zealand all that for 285, England 277
0: to win. We'll, we'll talk about what might happen on the final day, well, the fourth day, but it will be the final day in just a moment. But let's, let's have a look at England's batting, uh, Yoz. Uh, you, mm. you talked about Crawley and Pope earlier, didn't you? The idea of studying root. I, I mean, I thought they both got quite good balls today. Really good balls, mm. actually. I mean, Crawley he could have been out earlier in the over in which he was dismissed, and and we would have said, oh no, same again, same again, because he drove a wide ball from Jameson, wide full ball, and missed it rather than nicked it, which is what he you know did early in the in the first innings, and he got away with that. And I think you know it was. Uh, you could say, oh, he could have left the ball on length, the, the, the one he nicked. But it was a it was a good ball from James. It's sort of in the channel, and that extra height, and it took the it hit the outside edge of the bat, didn't it? It was he was trying to play defensively, and it went to slip, and Southey took a good catch. And then Pope, those of you who haven't seen it or haven't caught up with it, bolt bowling from round the wicket, and Pope saw it angling in, and he went to sort of clip it through mid wicket and it it just went away a fraction and it took out his off stump it was a dramatic uh, dismissal i mean i thought that was a really good ball and and people say oh well you know he's playing across a straight ball but it, it surely it's coming in with the angle from bolt round the wicket i mean how, how did you see that dismissed did you see it in the same way i did or yeah yeah
1: yeah no i i've, I've been going back to Crawley, mm. unbelievably good ball mm. couldn't have done anything about it i studied that ball i watched it a few times and to see if he pushed hard at it, to see if he could have left it. No, he couldn't have left it. It went down the slope at the nursery end. He had to play. It was uh, by virtue of Jameson's pace and height that he enabled that ball to just move enough and bounce for the edge to carry to third slip. It was also a good catch, actually, wide of third slip Mm. by Tim Southey. You know, a, a shorter bowler or a tall bowler with less pace wouldn't have been able to make that edge carry so the combination of the delivery was too much for even a Crawley and uh, I think it has been proved that uh, Jameson gets more bounce than virtually any bowler who's played the game one who it's comparable to interestingly Chris Tremlett mm. uh, since uh, data has been available and obviously that means someone like Joel Garner might be ruled out of this uh, in evaluation or analysis but since data has been available for, for height of delivery and so on, uh, and accuracy, uh, you know, accuracy of the result, if you like, the outcome, um, it, it, Chris Tremley is one of the only bowlers who could get the same amount of bounce as, as Jameson from that sort of length. So I don't think uh, Crawley should blame himself, but what he should blame himself for is getting out in the first innings. And you've just got to be more resolute and disciplined and, and, and have better judgment about how to play when the running is in your favour, and he, you know, that was just a loose waft in the first innings. Uh, he should have known. He should have just put away until he's past 70 or 80, and the, the potential danger is gone. It, yeah, today he couldn't have done anything about it. Uh, Pope, yeah, I, I thought he was trying to work that ball a bit too square. If I'm honest, uh, that's being hypercritical. A top order player bowling round the wicket. You know, and knowing that someone like Trent Bolt likes to try and vary the the angle and tries to make the odd one go up the slope as well, he maybe should have been trying to hit that a bit straighter. But yeah, I think it was a ball from round the wicket, which angled in towards the right hander and then just held its own, maybe moved a touch away and made his 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 attempt his attempted stroke look look pretty bad. But it was a pretty good ball. We all right.
0: Yeah, I, I thought they got two good balls. I actually thought Alex Lee's got a good ball as well from Jameson. I know it looks terrible when you leave it and the ball crashes into your stumps. But, you know, I've seen the, the, the Hawkeye pitch map and the balls before from Jameson all landed in roughly the same spot and went straight on. And this one really nipped, didn't it? It nipped a long way. So you could sort of understand yeah. why Lee's was leaving it. I, you know, no, it, it, you looked, it looks bad, but, you know, on the other hand, it
1: was a pretty good Delivery. Look, look, yeah. these guys are fantastic bowlers. Yeah. Armed with a new ball, they are allowed to bowl good deliveries. Jameson at the moment is taking his test wickets at eighteen. Mm. You know, he's got sixty odd wickets at eighteen. He is a fantastic bowler. He's got everything, really. And and similarly Trent Bolton and, and Tim Southey, you know, they've got what, six hundred odd test wickets between them. Yeah. So, you know, these guys are fantastic with a Duke's ball in early summer conditions, you know, when the ball is new and hard. And they are going to bowl good balls. You've got to make sure you capitalise when you get in against them and the ball is older. And that's what England are not doing.
0: Yeah. Johnny Besto a big drive at one that just nipped yeah. back a fraction yeah, from Jameson. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Out, out for sixteen.
0: Ben Stokes, shortish ball. Well, you know,
1: Bearstow was playing like he was still at the IPL. Yeah. And uh, you know that that happens when when you you know a diet of T20 cricket for two and a half months. It's very hard to shift your your mindset. Very yeah. hard until you've played a few a few Championship or Test innings. Peter so, Moores was interesting uh, a about this. Forgivable
0: mistake, really. Peter Moores was interesting about this, wasn't he? In the Virtual Cricket Club a couple of weeks ago, he, he was saying it's, it's much easier to go from red ball to white ball where you've sort of got your basics right from red ball Undoubtedly. cricket into white ball cricket, you know, from Championship into T20. He was saying, you know, he, he's, he's not bothered by that, but it's much harder to go the other way. And, you know, perhaps that has been the case for best who's had a, a couple of failures, playing big shots, quite big shots in this Test match. And then Stokes, you know... Well, couldn't... that's how he plays, isn't it? Yeah. Ben, ben Stokes... Uh, One thing I thought he did really well today, and it it affected the course of the game, actually, and helped his team, didn't it, It was the fact that he, he was able to attack Ajaz Patel when he came on he, he plonked him into the grandstand for two sixes when Patel came on for a second over and so it sort of forced in a way it forced New Zealand to go back to their seamers and so they basically just bowled the three overs with De Grand Home off the field Mitchell bowled the one ball to make up De Grand Home's over and Patel has only bowled uh, two balls it was sort of skittish Ben Stokes though he was coming down the pitch and swiping and swatting and that's how he was out um initially off the no ball down the pitch and then dragging the ball onto his stumps. I mean, it looked horrible. It would have looked horrible if that had been his dismissal. But he he, he battled through, got up to 50, took on Patel. And then it was a, it was an odd one, wasn't it? It was, it was a bit like a sort of T20 ramp shot he tried to play. He just couldn't get out of the way of it. And he, he feathered it on on the glove through to Blundell. And at that point, yeah. 159 for five, you thought advantage... Uh, back to New Zealand. I mean, it's been a, it's been a remarkable game of cricket, really. It, it, up and down, up and down, one way, then the, then the next. And, and yeah, Stokes,
1: Stokes yeah. played his part today, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And I think he's outwitted Williamson uh, as his opposite, opposite number. Uh, you know, in, for instance, in the way that he handled the spinner, he hit him for, what, 20-odd off two overs, a mm-hmm. uh, couple of big sixes over mid-wicket, and mm-hmm. Williamson took him off. I would have kept him going perhaps with another man out there. And you're going to miss hit one eventually. And he could easily have got him out. And I think he's quite a good bowler, actually, Patel. So he could have even tried him at the other end, maybe, Mm. where the the, the hitting up the hill is a bit harder. So I think uh, Stokes recognised the opportunity there and... Uh, Williamson, who hasn't got a great record of using spinners. <laughs> Patel got 10 for him. And then he got dropped the next yeah. game, didn't he? Uh, which, I mean, may have been circumstance rather yeah. than uh, captaincy. But d- nevertheless, I, I think Stokes, he, I just like his his attitude, his recognition of opportunities in games. Both, uh, well, we, we talked about his use of Parkinson. Uh, we talked about his, uh, his batting against Patel. Uh, the, the way he moved around the crease a bit. And and tried to upset the bowlers when their ball is a bit older. I wouldn't be doing that when the ball is 10, 15 overs old, but 25, 30, 35 overs. He he understood that England needed to to get some runs because they don't want to leave too many to make against the second new ball. And now they won't have to.
0: No, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be you know single figures or or in the teens at maximum. You'd think, uh, depending on how England uh, play tomorrow. And the other thing about Patel, of course, as well, is that Williamson might not use Patel because Root is such a good player of spin, and and mm-hmm. so there's that aspect. You, you know, you'd, you felt you would have worked him, um, and perhaps more than worked him as well. You would have taken him for boundaries, so that you know we didn't see much of Patel. He went with the seamers. And they, they did benefit England from the fact that De Grantham you know, wasn't out there and, and they didn't feel they could bowl uh, Patel against Stokes and then Root. So a heavy burden for Southie, Bolton, Jameson, who will presumably have to come back and do it tomorrow. You know, we, we've we got, what, 15 overs to the new ball, 61 to win. That's about, you'd think, sort of maximum 20 overs, something like that. And they'll they'll probably have to bowl all those overs themselves. So, so how how do we see it in the morning, Uh yours I mean England have got a victory chance haven't they New Zealand got a victory chance you know I I sort of characterize it sometimes New Zealand are five balls away from victory that's what they have to keep saying to themselves and England are probably what you know 100 100 balls from victory something like like that anyway it might be more it, it might be less and but one wicket you know a wicket of root and then it's a very very different game in the morning and sometimes as well you know you know this from playing don't you that the closer you get to a target, strangely, <laughs> the harder it becomes uh, for some reason. you <laughs> think it'd be the opposite, wouldn't you? It's that sort of t- that victory, sort of tantalising in sight, sort of against the odds. You know, we're trying to win a game from 69 for four. It feels like a long, long way off, no chance. And then you get close and you think, and then for some reason, uh, it, it it just becomes harder. Uh, it's, it's impossible I to think England,
1: I think England should win. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, you know, all those tail end batsmen, and obviously two of them, are playing in their first test uh, will be nervous but they've just got to think in terms of making five or ten runs if England do lose a wicket early on each of those batsmen pots etc have just got to get five or ten each and that that requires a bit of discipline but they're, they're capable of it e- and and Broad in particular but Stuart Broad it's the time for him actually there, there's no apart from Jameson there's no real threat to his livelihood, I don't think, his health, if, I, if you like, on this, on, on this pitch against these bowlers. And he should be able to back himself to, to get 20 for, for broad. So England have enough runs in the bank. They haven't got a good tail, but they've got enough ability in that partnership that's already up and running and the, the remaining batsmen. They've got enough talent and ability to get 61. So they should do it and it's theirs to win now.
0: OK, well, there we, there we go. Yours, I, mean, I think what I would like to see tomorrow is I'd like to see a really tense finish. I'd like to see one wicket or five runs <laughs> or something like that, you know, really come down to the sort of really tight finish. Not not that England knock it off four or five wickets or New Zealand roll England out for 20 runs in the morning. I'd like to see it go right to the wire. I think that would be a a thrilling way uh, to start the summer, but I'm not
1: going to. Now, do you think that uh, I'm going to actually be uh, at the pageant tomorrow because my brother-in-law is is Mm. running it, so he's managed to get me a, a ticket in the grandstand. Do you think Her Majesty would mind if I have my phone on watching the match at the same time?
0: Well, or you could have Test match special on uh, yours, but uh, whatever way you want to follow, I don't think she'd be that bothered. No, we live in a free country. I think you can do whatever you want, can't you? That's that. Isn't that the whole point? (laughs) So yeah, watch away, listen away, and I'm I'm sure everybody will be following it as well. If you've got a ticket tomorrow at Lords, you know, got an intense hour or so's cricket. Uh, Those people following it on radio, television, whatever, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a really gripping hour. You hope hour or so, hour twenty minutes. Can't wait. Can't wait for it. It, it, It's been a bizarre test match in a way. And we could have a great... It could still be a tie, of course. We could still have a tie. Anyway, whatever happens uh, tomorrow, we'll be back to have a look back at it in our fourth day uh, podcast. I'm sure everyone listening to this is looking forward to uh, tomorrow as well. We are. And uh, join us again uh, for our wrap-up of the test match uh, on Sunday. Goodbye for now.